I'm greeting you all in the name of the Lord Jesus because it is through him that we have our salvation. It is in through him that we have our being and who we live. And I'm so grateful today to be with you today in the house of the Lord. Before you take your seats, I want to read this scripture into your hearing. And then we're going to dive into the word of God. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 through 18. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 18. This is the anchor scripture for today's lesson. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 18. And it reads thus. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye, that is you, have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you, ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Last verse, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the words. Please take your seats. God bless you. God bless you all today. I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord with you. So grateful to um, have this opportunity again to preach the word to you. It is my uh, privilege, it is my purpose, it is my honor. And I'm so grateful to be in the house of the Lord today. Not just we had a visitor, I just wanted to say, God bless you, thank you so much for coming with us. Thank you so much for being here. I'll get your name later. Oh, in fact, if you can shout me out your name. Fred, wonderful to meet you, so glad you're with us. Bless you, bless you so much. I'm so glad for your presence in this room. Um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to preach and to teach the gospel of Jesus. I think it's life to us. I believe it with all my heart. Um, we've been talking about this idea of what it is to be born again and the kingdom mindset and what it is to be in the kingdom. And we've been talking about the benefits of the kingdom. Uh, we've been talking about what it is to be a beneficiary of the blessings of the kingdom and of a new mindset. And today I'd like to kind of continue that same topic. I'm not going to be before you for a very long time, but I'm hopefully, it's a hopeful word to you as you progress through your week. The scripture I just read was a fascinating one. It is one, like the song we just said, about the promise of the future, right? Uh, that today may not be all you want it to be, but there's a promise of a better future. Uh, this particular scripture is grounded in this idea that we are set in this mortality, this body, but we are inherit something better. Like the inheritance we're about to get is going to make everything we are going through so much more better than what we are dealing with right now. <laughs> it amazes to me how a promise of a future gets me over what I'm going through. Like... Um, I've talked to you about this before, but Christmas was a really important time for me as a child. <laughs> like, regardless of what was going on, the promise of a gift at Christmas would do many things for me. First of all, it would give my mom five minutes to herself, because I'd sit down and I'd listen, 
And she said, well, you're not going to get the thing you've been promised if you don't listen. Well, that, would, that's, that was enough for me. That you didn't have to, don't, not another word, I am going to be the best son you can imagine. Why? Because she promised me something better. So then in this present moment, the question we're asking ourselves is, we're going through stuff right now. And the idea of to deny that we're going through stuff isn't real. It's not reality. But the fact that we're going through, why are we still confident, as the song says? That even as seasons change in our lives, why are we still confident? That even though things go up and down, <laughs> if you've ever had the misfortune to have a 401k and it's tied to the stock market, don't look at it. Had you looked at it in January, had you looked at it in March, you said, okay, things are getting better. Then April took a whole big dip. Like if you look at the seasons, you'll be up and down with the seasons. <laughs> That's why I look at the God of my future. You know what I've realized of what's happening with, with me when I'm, when I'm investing in the moment? It's like a person going up a mountain, but they're, they're, I'm looking at the yo-yo they're, they're, um, they're playing with. The yo-yo's going up, the go-yo's going down. What I don't, haven't kept an eye on though is the person walking up the mountain. Yeah, things are going up and down, but my future's getting better. You see that? We're still going higher, but you're focused on the yo-yo and I'm focused on the person. As he walks up the mountain, regardless of whether the yo-yo's up, whether the yo-yo's down, he's still going up. That is what salvation is to me. I don't care what's going on right now. I'm still going up. I can deal with the vagary and the constant changes of life as long as I'm still going up. Amen? You've got to still realize that the, the, the time that we have ahead of us is better. Round 12 will always be a victory for you. Amen? <laughs> I don't care what happened in round two. I'm down on points, fine. But round 12 is promised the victory. All you've got to do is hold on. Let's get into that scripture. Let's go to that scripture real quick. It says, for as many as were led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I need to break a few things out here. The Spirit of the God is, is the part that is leading you to Christ. Um, quite aside from the infilling of the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, no man comes to me unless the Father that sent me draw him. You, you never even would have got here today unless the Father through the eternal Spirit called you in. Like that, you wouldn't have got this far. You already had encounter number one. Jesus says, you would not be drawn to me unless the Father which sent me draw you close to me. Everything I say would be alien to you unless the Holy Ghost did some work to pull you in, in the first place. Amen? So here he's saying in verse 14, for as many as are led, if you've allowed yourself to listen to that voice, you've started the journey towards the kingdom. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry about what the oil's doing. You are on your way up. <laughs> it's on a downswing, that's not your problem. You need to know, are you being led by the spirit? Are you on the right path? Are you going in the right direction? For as many as are led by the spirit, 
Thank you, Lord. They are the sons of God. You're probably worried about my, it's in the masculine. I'm a, I'm a woman, what, what in the world does that got to do with me? This is the children of God. And just in case you're worried about, I am the bride of Christ. <laughs> I am happily the bride of Christ as his church. Amen, the masculine and feminine doesn't make any difference in this constant. You are a child of God. You are a son, child of God. Amen. For as many as were led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. If you can follow him, you become a child of God. Do you know how powerful that is? You don't have to go to a mountain. You don't have to do backflips. You don't have to have an ability. You've just got to be led. You've just got to listen. You've just got to follow. That's the qualification. Isn't that good? You thought that you would have to do something special. All you've got to do is follow him. Ah, amen. One of the things that is difficult with this world, we are all convinced that we are right. This is why this is, why this is so difficult to do. You know, I'm saying it's easy, just follow him, but we all think we're right. That's what the fundamental issue is in this today's world. And if you go online for, for, for long enough, you will find a bunch of people that will tell you you are right. There won't just be two of them, there will be thousands of them telling you that you are absolutely right. <laughs> now there'll be thousands telling you you're wrong too, but there'll be thousands of them there ready to tell you you are absolutely right. You know what I've realized what the scripture says? I think it's in Jeremiah, can you find that for me? Jeremiah 17 verse nine. Is it Jeremiah 17 verse nine. You can't trust yourself. I know, I know you think you can, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I, you'll see me in a great mood at eight o'clock in the morning, because I just had my breakfast, and I forget to have lunch, and by one o'clock, I'm in the worst mood. I can't trust myself. <laughs> what does it say in Jeremiah 17? The heart is deceitful above all things. <laughs> Your heart, the thing that you think is in you, that is, you're relying on, oh, my gut tells me, wait a minute. Sometimes that can trick you. And in fact, Jeremiah describes it as being deceitful, it's worse than your stomach. It's worse than your gut. It's worse than your instinct. The heart can trick you. And I like to say sometimes you've got to reject the thing that is instinctual to you and still follow Christ. Let's just read that out for me, verse 9 and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things yeah. and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can tell what's going on with us at any given moment? Right, we're, we're talking to each other and one day we are, this character comes out and another day this character comes out and all of a sudden I'm wondering who is, is I'm talking to? Like, you see, you see this in us. It's not you, it's me. I know it's in me too. <laughs> who can know it? And this person thinks he's right about everything. But the Lord... What does he say it says in the next verse, what does it say? Verse 10, I, the Lord, search the, the heart. Lord search the heart. This is the important part here. Yeah, you don't know because your heart is deceitful. Imagine asking a question of yourself and you think you're right, but yourself is defeating and deceitful to your own self. So the Lord's stepping in and saying, let me come in because you're lying to yourself. You know how bad it is? You think you've got a compass in your hand, right? And it's supposed to tell you true north. And that's the heart. 
But instead of true, telling you true north, it's telling you south, southeast. So you've lived your life according to this compass that has been lying to you every day. And the Lord is saying, let me come in because I'll tell you what's up. <laughs> this is what kingdom is. It's allowing the Lord to come in and tell you what true north is. Yeah, you think you do, but the heart is deceitful. It really does trick you. One day you think you're in love. The next day you think you're hating. It's deceitful. This person is the one. Uh, was yesterday, my heart was lying. My heart was lying. The heart just does that. It does whatever it wants. But the Lord is saying, don't use that as a compass. Use me as the compass. Let me speak to you. Let me lead you. So what does he say? Let's go back now to, to, to Romans chapter 8. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, if you're being led by the Spirit, what you're doing is not relying on your heart. What you're doing is not relying on your instinct. What you're doing is not relying on your better judgment. <laughs> what you're doing is saying, Lord, I'm just going to trust that wherever you're going with me is right. <laughs> It amazes me how um, uh, when you see, um, you might see two children getting punished and the parent can't help but to say, if one of those children of me is mine, I want to know the details. If it's somebody else's kids, like, ah, go ahead, punish them. They need it. They're, they're terrible. I know. I know what it's like to be a child. But when you see your child there, your heart changes. It's just what, it's just true. It's just what we do. Nepotism is real. And so we set, set in and we decide to, okay, I'm going to fix this. And I'm telling you that the heart changes what's right and wrong, depending on how it's feeling or who it is that's the subject. I mean, it's like, how am I supposed to trust myself if I change like that? So now I've got to say to myself, well, what is right? And the scripture is telling us, be led by the spirit. Don't trust you, trust the spirit. You are wrong, maybe right today. It's just an accident if you're right yesterday. <laughs> Let's be led by the Spirit into kingdom living. Verse 14, let me finish verse 14. I'm going to get out of the way quickly today, I promise. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. You'll become children of God just by being led by Him. That is... <laughs> So amazing. I get, I get to become the children, a child of God if I allow myself to follow him. What is it to follow him? Find out what he, where he's going and that's where I'm going. Find out what he says, that's what I'm going to say. Find out what he said to do, that's what I'm going to do. If he said to forgive my enemies, oh, I'm not, I don't like it, but that's what I'm going to do. I don't trust my heart. <laughs> I don't trust me but I'm going to trust him. If he, says, if he says to do good to those who despitefully use you, I don't, myself says I'm going to get you back as soon as I can. But he says no. So I'm not going to trust my deceitful heart. I'm going to trust being led by the Spirit. And it's instinctual for us to trust ourselves. It's, it's almost like it happens by accident. That's why when we talk about hearing the word and listening to it and following it, 
We are talking about doing something that is unnatural to us as men and women. We listen to ourselves first, but hearing the word is taking you off onto a different path to be led somewhere else. Verse 415, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I wanna go over this nice and slowly. You have not received the spirit of bondage, small s, again to fear. Your spirit isn't supposed to be bound, isn't supposed to be enslaved with fear. That's not what it's supposed to be. When you are being led by spirit, you are not, you're not by the Holy Spirit. This isn't an, a slave enslavement. Because if it was enslavement, you wouldn't have to be led. You would be shackled and dragged. But this is not that. You are now, what you don't realize because the heart is deceiving you, is that you're in chains right now. That you are being led by the flesh right now. That everything but the Spirit of God is leading you right now, and He is leading you to freedom. Amen? So you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. This is what I want to get to today. You've been adopted. I don't think you understand how big this is. The Lord has seen you after sending his son and said, okay, there are people out in the world who don't have my salvation, don't have relationship with God. I'm gonna send my son out to fix the things that they've broken. Every debt they've got, I'm gonna send my son to pay it. And when he's finished paying it, all they have to do is be led by the same son, and I will call them my son. Oh, do you know how beautiful this is? If you were in your father's house, or your mother's house, and you told them that, hey, this person's my brother now, you need to feed, feed them, you need to what, clothe them, <laughs> but this is what Christ does for us. He goes to the, do you remember that story of the parable? Um, I think it's in Luke 14. Luke 14 and 15. You remember the story of the parable, just in case I've got it wrong. The, the parable goes that this man who's ce celebrating a great feast, and he puts out a great feast and calls his friends. You, you know what I'm talking about? He calls his friends and says, all right, I'm having a feast. Come celebrate with me. And the first person says, mm, I just bought some land. I ain't going. The second says, you know what, I've got some other business I've got to take care of. And they go through and everybody's got an excuse. And he comes back to the master and says, hey, I've asked everybody I could ask. And no one's interested. He says, you know what, I'll, this is what I want you to do. Go out into the highways and the byways. Go where they don't, go where they're poor. Go where they're hungry. Go where they need. So the servant then goes, and instead of going to the rich and the people that have, he goes and finds people who have nothing. And they can't wait to come. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm not the one who got the first invite. I was the last one. And when I found out I was invited, I jumped up. Uh, glory to God, you don't understand what it's like getting an invite to something you don't deserve to be at. You're, you, you're probably one of the most popular people in school, but that wasn't my story. When you got that invite, oh yeah, thank you. 
Let me be celebrate. Oh, this is my spot. This is my table. This is my food. That's what we have in Christ Jesus. He went out and got everybody he could and said, you are now invited to the best party, the best feast there is. And he said, you know what else he said on top of that? Those who deny, those who don't come, those who are not going to be led, they don't get to come now. You don't lose your seat because somebody else who lost theirs. You don't, get, you don't get to come and take mine back. My seat is now mine. Doesn't care what the season is. My season is, my seat will always be mine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a beautiful parable. Let me come back into what I'm talking about. Verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit again to bondage, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. He's adopted you. He's taken you on as his child. There is no legal difference between you and Christ. I want you to listen to what I said, because it sounds strange to say it because we know who Jesus is and he deserves our worship. But there is no legal difference, meaning the same glory he's gonna give to his Jesus is the same glory he wants to give to you. <laughs> You're saying, well, uh, I'm not really part of his son. Well, his blood tells me different. His blood says different. <laughs> Uh, glory to God. You say, well, uh, I wasn't without sin. His blood says different. <laughs> he paid that price. Don't bring up old debts. I've, I've got that paid off. That's not on your credit report anymore. Who's checking that credit report for things that are paid off? No, that's off. That's been paid for. <laughs> glory to God. For you are not received the spirit bondage to gain to fear. He's not taking you on because he's going to make you a slave. He's taking you on because he wants to adopt you. He's adopting you as a son and a daughter right now and putting you right alongside Jesus. Why can he do that? Because Jesus already fixed the problems. <laughs> if this were an adoption, maybe it would be complicated if it was a different country. Right? I heard that some people adopt folks from, from Russia and various countries. I imagine that's really, really complicated now. What Jesus' job would be to do would be to take away all the, the complications of the paperwork. Like, let's just fix this so that it's really easy to get adopted. Whoever you pick out, you can go get. Because I've fixed the complication. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we, that is you and me, now get to cry, Abba, Father. The word Abba is an Aramaic word that means Father itself. So what he's saying is, um, we get to cry, Father, Father. We have the right to cry, Father. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize, um, Growing up, um, my father told me, I was talking to my wife in the, in, in the week, how much the impact, the negative impact of his father had a positive impact on our relationship with his children. His father didn't live with him, um, but what, what he told me was that um, his father was fairly well off, but he didn't ever want to help my father. He, didn't want to, he, he wanted to get some books for school, and he, his father could have afforded it, but he didn't do it, didn't give it to him. It's partly because he, he struggled with reading himself. 
So that's how he treated my father. In the contrary now, my father wanted to make sure we had all the books. We had encyclopedias. We had all kinds of things in the house. Because he wanted to change it. So if I asked my dad for anything, it would have to be something big for him to say no. Like he found it difficult to say no because of how he was treated. So if I sit, if I cry for something too long, uh, my dad would be like removing heaven and earth to go get it because of how he was treated. What am I saying? I said, is our relationship with the father isn't one that we can say is a far off, but it's a close, deep relationship. I want you to cry, Father. And he's going to hear you and feel that. Why? Because Jesus the Son, his relationship with the Son is so close that he understands his relationship with you. There's a transference of relationship. You follow the Son and the relationship he has with the Son, he wants to have with you. It's important that you understand then and realize then that the benefits of the relationship with the Father only come through Jesus. That's why when I baptize, I baptize in Jesus. I want to follow him. When he goes left, I'm going left. I want all the benefits. When Jesus, whatever Jesus is going to get, I want the same benefits. I'm not going to make it without Jesus. I don't deserve to be with the Father without Jesus. <laughs> I don't even deserve to be in his presence without Jesus. I want when I go to the Father, he is reminded of his actual son with his blood. Like, don't see me, I'm messing up. See your son and respond accordingly. Amen? All right, whereby we cry, verse 15, I'm almost out your way. Whereby we cry, Abba Father, the Spirit itself beareth witness or has the same witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hey, I'm not joking. You get asked, the Spirit talks to your spirit, talks to your deceitful heart, talks to the heart that is lying, convincing it, stop lying to that person. You are the children of God. Oh, I need, the, I need the Spirit to remind me sometimes. He's speaking over the voice of my own deceitful heart. My deceitful heart tries to tell me you're nothing. And then the Spirit comes in and says, no, 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 he's a son. He's a child. My heart's lying to me, telling me that oh, when you messed up last week, that was it. That's the last time. You cannot possibly be redeemed. And the Spirit is saying, no, he's the son, he's the child, he is, has the same glory as Jesus. Ah, glory to God. Don't let your heart deceive you where the Spirit is telling you the Spirit, the, the truth, into your heart. Don't listen to that heart of yours. That's why I say sometimes we listen to our instinct too much, and we've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Ah, the Spirit itself beareth witness. It is the true witness. It's telling the truth that you are, that we are the children of God. Verse 17, and if children, if you are in fact his children, if you've been adopted, <laughs> if you have been given the same benefits, if you are an heir, if your name is on the will, <laughs> I want all the benefits of what's on that will. Whatever's coming to him is coming to me. Give me my share, share. 
Oh, if Jesus is being glorified, then glorify me. If Jesus is being raised up, raise me up. If Jesus is on the right hand of, 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 of authority, let, John me have, let me have a small place in heaven where I can be too. Ah, I want the same heir. I want the same will. What does it say? Verse 17. If the children were then heirs, heirs of God, and the joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. <laughs> Whatever things glorified him, let them be glorified to me. Verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. How is there glory in us? We haven't done anything special. We don't have to. <laughs> Christ did the special thing. We just were led by the Spirit, which made me follow Christ. My whole intent, my whole purpose here is, is not to glorify us. I'm not saying that we're anything special, just to be very clear. I'm saying that He is. And whatever weaknesses there are in me, He's going to perfect. Whatever deficits there are with me, it is His responsibility to make good. Why? Because I'm now adopted. I'm your problem now. This ain't, this ain't foster situation. The foster situation, you can give them straight back to the state. This is not that. This is an adoption. I am his problem. There's no, oh, I, I, it's too much for me. It's too late now. Paperwork signed, blood is shed. Blood has been shed and applied. Now I get the benefits of being the son. If there's a debt to be inherited, it's mine too. But I am told that if I, if I reap to, to life through the spirit, it is eternal life I'll get. So I am sowing life by the Spirit. May the Lord add a blessing. Children of his mind.